Uh, amen. Praise the Lord. We're good to be here, and um, we're thankful that they're here up from Mississippi. Uh, and uh, what a big work it is um, down there. And uh, you all that have raised kids and are raising kids know it's not the easiest task. Um, try just a bunch of boys. I mean, right in their firm age of everything, right there, you know, they're learning everything right now. And so, um, which one's the oldest one? Connor, okay. Well, praise the Lord. Well, uh, Mark chapter number 6 this morning. Mark chapter number 6, and um, let's try to find our text there, and I'll try to be quick, and uh, I got 30 minutes. To get out of 12, I don't know what y'all thinking here. I, I got 30 minutes to get out of 12. That doesn't mean I got 30 minutes to preach, amen? Uh, I, you know, but we'll see. We'll see what takes place. Mark chapter number 6 this morning in your Bible. And whenever you found that, if you're able, could you stand to your feet and we'll reverence the Word of God together. And I'm thankful for the opportunity once again to preach. Amen. Because it doesn't, um, uh, it's, it's a work of the Lord, that's for sure. Um, and I want to find the will of the Lord this morning. And I believe this is it. And so we'll find our spot and we'll read our text. Mark chapter number 6 and verse number 35. And we'll start reading there. The Bible says, And when the day was now far spent, his disciples came unto him and said, This is a desert place. And now the time is far past. Send them away that they, this is the disciples speaking, that they may go into the country round about, and in the villages, and buy themselves bread, for they have nothing to eat. He answered and said unto them, Give ye them to eat. They said unto him, Shall we go and buy two hundred penny worth of bread, and give them to eat? He saith unto them, Jesus, how many loaves have ye? Go and see. And when they knew, they said, Five and two fishes. And he commanded them to make all sit down by companies upon the green grass. And they sat down in ranks by hundred and by fifties. And when he had taken the five loaves and the two fish, fishes, he looked up to heaven and he blessed and broke the loaves and gave them to his disciples and to set, to set before them. And the two fishes divided he among them all. And they did all eat and were filled. And they took up twelve baskets full of fragments and of the fishes. And they that did eat of the loaves were about five thousand men. Very familiar passage. Mace Jackson would say that all scriptures should be familiar unto you. And so thank you for standing. You, I pray the Lord will bless the reading of the word this morning. And you can be seated. Lord, we ask you God to help this morning. We ask you God to just, um, Lord, help my nerves this morning. I pray God you'd help me to preach with an unction and the power of the Holy Ghost, Lord. And I'd say nothing and do nothing upon my own will but what thus saith the Lord. We pray, God, that you would get glory and you alone. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. So this message has been stirring my heart um, for a little time now. And I'm sure if we were all to sit around a table for some period of time, we would probably all be able to say a lot of things about the Lord. We would, lot, we would be able to say many things about the Lord. Uh, when we think of the God of heaven, though, oftentimes uh, we think of a big God. Is that right? He's a, he's a, he's a big God. And, and you wouldn't be wrong about that thought because He is a big God. I mean, let, let's be real. He, he stood on top of nothing and made everything you see today. He, he, we walk in mud puddles. He walks on mud puddles. 
I mean, it's kind of that sort of thing. That's how the Lord works. I mean, He could touch lepers and He not change, but they would change. I mean, that's the difference with the God that we serve. I mean, He is a big God. He is a really big God. And so those are big things that God does. Um, but, but as we learned this morning, is that He is, uh, as we learned this morning in our Sunday school lesson, He's the God of Revelation. He's, uh, you know, He sent His perfect Word uh, through human instruments. That's amazing to me. That's, that's a big thing. Uh, he gave us the perfect inspired record of what God had said um, in that time. I believe that wholeheartedly. And uh, He has preserved His Word to this very day. Wouldn't you say that's a big thing? I'd say it's a big thing. I really would. Uh, also, think about it. He's the God of salvation. God sent His only begotten Son to this world uh, to save sinners like you and I. He did that. He sent Him to this world through a, through a virgin-born Mary. He sent His Son to this world through a virgin birth. Uh, and I, I'd say that's big. That's a, that's, a, that's a very big thing. Uh, I mean, I would say that it was. And then he opened a, he, he opened a way unto all, that all could come to Jesus and be saved. And all could come to Him and receive Him. And there's no doubt this morning, we serve a big, big God. I wouldn't, I wouldn't limit Him in, in, in any way, shape, or form. I wouldn't. But in our text this morning, we'll notice something different about Him. And we just read it. So... As we read our text through there, I don't know if you noticed, but what would you say he is? He, he's a big God, sure. He did a big work. But he worked with some little things. Man, he worked with some little things. He worked with some small things in this. Uh, he worked with five loaves and two fish. Is that right? I mean, that's something small, but there's 5,000 people in this thing. Uh, how did he do that? And in our text, he's the Lord of little things. He's, he's small things. And in, our, in this text, we've learned that there was a... And, and you, can't, you can't just learn it just in this text. I mean, th- this, this is a very important part of Scripture. You say, why is it so important? I don't know. But it must be very important because it's in all four Gospels and it's the only miracle that was in all four Gospels. And so it was in Matthew, it was in Mark, it was in Luke, and it was in John. This is the only miracle that Jesus performed that was in all four Gospels. So it must be important. There must be a lot of importance to this. Uh, but you can learn throughout those four Gospels that there was a little ad, Right? A little lad, and John, in John's account, said a lad brought the lunch to him. So there was a little lad, there was a light lunch, there was a loving Lord, and there was lots of leftovers. That's what it was. And so, so there was a lot of things that took place in this that, 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 that the Lord worked in. And, and I'd say that the Lord, in, in His big way of doing things, uh, can work small things to something miraculous and something big. Uh, and, and, you know, by the way, uh, you know, it's just how it works. But gee, uh, I believe we can all get some help here this morning. So I'm going to preach my heart, and I'm going to be done with you this morning. Uh, so I want you to, I'm going to preach on this thought this morning, bringing your little to the Lord. Bringing your little to the Lord. I want you to notice three things about that I see in this text uh, that the Lord can work in uh, little things in your life. I want you to notice number one with me this morning, uh, that the Lord will take care of your little fears. The Lord will take care of your little fears. We find here in verse 35 where the Bible says, And when the day was now far spent, His disciples came unto Him, said, This is a desert place, and now the time is far past thin them away, that they may go into the country round about and into the villages and buy themselves bread, for they have nothing to eat. This is the disciples speaking. 
The disciples are speaking to Jesus and they're saying, hey, or, or they're just saying uh, uh, and that the day was come and the disciples came to Jesus and, and they told Him, hey, this is a desert place. Uh, this, is a, this is a place that's desert. There's nothing around us. Uh, we cannot see nothing. Uh, and the time's, uh, the time's far spent. The time is done. Uh, and we need to hurry up in this time. Uh, so Lord, I need you to send them away at this point of time. Uh, I need you to send them away. And let's not miss the context here though. Uh, the people follow the Lord all day. They followed him from the other side of the lake. If you get the whole context of this scripture, they followed him all the way across the lake. And Jesus had spent the day here teaching them. And he had spent the hour, and the hour's growing late here in verse number 35. The hour's growing late. And so here he is as it is and the disciples come to him and they interrupt his teaching. Uh, I would say and they, they demand that he, hey, send the people away. That's what they said, send them away. Send these people away at this point of time. Uh, send them away uh, and because the people need to eat. They need something to eat. And so it seems these men are afraid that the people will not be able to find any food to eat. It's a desert place. They'll not be able to find any food to eat at this time. And if the hour grows any later, Lord, there's not going to be anything open. Have you not ever said that come, come from this church right here? I mean, it's 9 o'clock at night and I'm still preaching. You're like, my goodness, the hour's growing late. We need some food, right? And so, so all I'm saying is that that's, that's, that's what they're doing here. And, uh, and after all, the crowd had been following Jesus all day long. Uh, and as soon as they left the other side of the lake, it seems they hadn't packed no lunch. Uh, it seems nothing had taken place at this time. Uh, and the Bible says they're in a deserted location. Well, we're in a deserted location. And so they're in a place where there's no food to be found. And in my mind, I'm thinking the disciples are probably saying, Lord, you've preached long enough, okay? You have preached long enough to dismiss the service and let the people out to go find some food. That's what I'm thinking, okay? Something along those lines, right? I mean, I'm not changing the Bible. I'm just saying something along those lines. That's what they're saying. And so, so I'm, sure, I'm sure we all feel that way. But really, really, it seems the, the disciples are filled with doubt. It seems they're filled with fear. And, and, you know, if, if Jesus keeps this up, none of them are going to be able to get anything to eat. you got to get in my mind for a minute. And so, so, so they go to Him expressing their, their doubts and their fears. And they go to Him and they said, Lord, send them away. The hour's growing late. Send them away. And I'd like to ask you a few questions this morning. Uh, do you ever look at the situations you face in your life uh, and become afraid and full of doubt? Man, I have. I know this sounds like a total prosperous message right now, but just hold on a second, okay? Um, but but I'm just telling you, like we, we get to the point where we, we become afraid. Uh, we become full of doubt and full of fear. Uh, and we ever look at a lost family member and think, oh my goodness, the Lord can't save them. I mean, I mean, I, I have looked at them and, and maybe not said the Lord can't save them, but maybe thought, my, why is He not saving them? He might not ever even get to them. I mean, we think about those type of situations and then we look at our own physical life and we look at our own physical needs and wonder, hey, this could lead to something. This ailment could lead to something else. And then we look at all kinds of different things and look at our bank account and say, how in the world are we going to do this? We got 13 bills coming out this week and we ain't got $13. I mean, all I'm saying is that there's so many times that you look at that and you look at the conditions of the world around you and you become afraid and fearful and all those things in your life. I know lost people do that, especially. And you wonder, how in the world will this all turn out? 
What's going to turn out good? Because we win in the end if you're saved. But, but, but I tell you is that there's going to be some time. What I'm asking uh, is this. Do we ever have fears? I mean, I believe we all do. Having doubts and having fears uh, and concerns is nothing to be ashamed of. It's nothing to be ashamed of, but it is something we all deal with. And the problem uh, arises when we begin. The problem arises when we begin to be like these disciples here. You say, "What do you mean?" Well, well, well. Here's how the disciples were: is that in their eyes, it was impossible. The Lord of Glory is standing in front of them, and it's impossible. That's when the problem arises. That's when the problem arises here, and the, they they were literally in the presence and the glory of God there, and they they didn't uh, they didn't believe that He could handle the situation seemingly. And to their eyes, it was impossible. And so so they were not coming to Jesus in faith. They were not coming to Him in faith, but they were coming to Him in fear. They were the Lord didn't give us a spirit of fear; He gave us the spirit of faith. And so they were practically saying in, in so many words that Lord, uh, this problem is a big one. This can't be handled by any of us, and it can't be handled by you either. Uh, you better let them go, or we're all going to be in a mess in a minute. I'm trying to set it. May have never ever said those words, but I, you know, you know, I've pro- we've probably acted in that manner. We've probably acted in that manner. We fret and we worry about all, all of our problems, and and we're filled with fear instead of a uh, faith, and, and instead of coming to Jesus with a heart of faith. Uh, and, and you know, Lord, I believe you can. I believe you can do this, but it, it, we need to. It, it's too big for me, Lord. That's what we need to come to in life. Lord, I believe you can do this. Lord, it's too big for me. I I don't know how in the world this is going to come through, but you promised in your word you would. I mean, trust in Him. When we carry our problems around uh, and allow them to drain us and allow them to just bring us down uh, and drain the spiritual life directly out of us. And I would would just like you to know this morning, uh, just in case you didn't know, that it doesn't matter how you worry or how all that. Worry is a sin. You say, well, what do you mean worry is a sin? Well, Romans chapter 14, verse number 23, the Bible says, And he that doubted is damned if he eat, because he eateth not of faith. For whatsoever is not of faith is sin. You might not have ever known that. That's what the Bible says, though. And I, I would also tell you that the Lord has commanded us to trust in the times of fear. The times of where uh, we refuse to allow worry to place our lives uh, and to be in that. Be careful for nothing. That's what he says. Be careful for nothing but in everything. Uh, in prayer and supplication and thanksgiving. Uh, um, let your request be known unto God. Let your request be known unto God. Uh, and the peace of God, which path is all understanding, uh, shall uh, keep your hearts uh, and minds through Jesus Christ. The Bible says, Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. But also, that's just what it is. He, he knows how to deal with fears, little fears. Now, I know what you're thinking. Maybe you're thinking something along like now, Preacher, my fears are not little. They're anything but little. They're huge. I mean, we had COVID come around. Everybody was fearful of it. Just like that. Right? I, I mean, I ain't saying it's not a real thing, okay? All I'm saying is that was just an immediate thing. It was just, oh my goodness, frantic and, and fearful. And, and what are we going to do? I mean, I'm a pastor of a church. I was pastored through COVID. I understand. Trust me, I, I do. But I tell you is that you, you know many people had all that thought through the Bible. 
Imagine, imagine being the ten, the ten, um, um, the, the ten spies. The, imagine being those ten spies that, that looked over in that land and saw giants. Right? Imagine being them and, and they said, man, those people are big. Would you imagine fear? That's exactly what they had. You can read it in the Bible. They had fear. And, and you know, I tell you, no matter what fears we have today, uh, Jesus is a God of little fears. We're going to get to something in a minute. I, I know I still sound like a prosperous preacher. But just hold on, preacher. But I'm telling you is that, that all I'm telling you is that if he can if he can create the universe out of nothing, uh, and then surely don't you think he can meet our need? I know as a home that you guys, it's easy to fear money. Right? I know, I know it's easy. I mean, sometimes it don't come in. I mean, so for me, maybe it's been easy for this and for that, and you don't my job don't pay that. Well, get rid of something, but it doesn't always work that way. You can't always get rid of something. I don't care what anybody says. You can't, and so, so don't you think that since the Lord already took care of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fire, don't you think he can meet your need? I mean, don't you think since he already closed the mouth of lions, don't you think he meets you? We, we act like it's not the same God. But, 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 I mean, don't you think since he's already closed the mouth of lions that he can't meet your need too? He could save your friend. He could save your family. He can do all that. Don't you think that he can? He's already done that. I mean, when we think about it, if the Lord, uh, if He had already fed some three million plus Jews in the wilderness every day, day and night, uh, uh, don't you think He can take care of you? I mean, really, that's what we think about it. If He can feed the birds for some 6,000 years, don't don't you think He can take care of you? I think He can. I mean, if he has done and come to this place uh, and he didn't defeated sin, death, hell, grave, and Satan too, don't you think he can take care of you? Hey Amen. All I'm saying is that he can care for you. Beloved, I tell you this morning, uh, and whatever little fear you may have on your life, uh, if you'll bring it to the Lord, he's more than able to deal with them. I mean, he's more than able. The Bible says that now in him that is able uh, to do exceedingly, abundantly above all we could ask or think. He's a God of little things, friend. He's a God of little things. I've seen it firsthand. This is a little church, and God's a God of this church. Amen. Lord can take care of your little fear. Secondly, the Lord can take care of your little faith. So we read here in verse 37, and I'm trying to be fast. Uh, verse 37, the Bible said, He answered, said unto them, Give ye them to eat. And they say unto him, Shall we go and buy two hundred penny worth of bread and give them to eat? He saith unto them, How many loaves have ye? Go and see. When they knew they, they say five and two loaves, two fishes. So, so don't miss the context here either. We, don't, we must not miss the context of Scripture. Is that when Jesus uh, hears the fears of the men, He says, Hey, give them to eat. Give ye them to eat. They need something to eat. Give ye them to basically feed them. Feed them. Well, Lord, I mean, I didn't pack my lunch today either. I mean, you know, Lord, I, by, by the way, that's a command. It's not an option. Lord gives commands in the Bible, right? That means commands for all of us. And so, so, so this is a command. It's not an option. And the response is unbelief. You read in all the gospel uh, how they said that John's gospel says something along these lines. Uh, 200 penny worth uh, of bread uh, is not sufficient for them. That's what he says. And also John's gospel tells us, that's Philip speaking. 
And so, so I read where that, that pennyworth refers to uh, the denarius, which uh, one of those pennies was a day's wages in that day. That's a lot of money. I mean, a day's wages uh, for the average worker in that day, and it would have taken the amount, the, the average worker in that day, this is what they said, uh, this is what I read, the, the, the average worker in that day would have had to work for eight months to pay to feed these people. Eight months and give it all up. That's a big thing, isn't it? Well, so they say that compared to that to today, it would be about $10,000. Now, could any of y'all give up $10,000? If you could, I need some. But if $10,000, I mean, just give it out? Just give out $10,000 just to feed a bunch of people? What? You'll see it this week up in Mount Carmel. Um, just $10,000 to feed the people? No, that's, that's tough. It, would, it, would, it, would, it was more money than they had. And, and think about that. So, so, how in the world could I collect this on such a short notice? Right? So Philip is basically saying, Lord, you know, I could have $10,000 though. I mean, he says it, and that, that every one of them may take a little. That's what he says in John chapter 6. Every one of them could take a little. If I, if I had all this money, 200 pennies worth of bread, and, and if I had all this, it still wouldn't be sufficient for them. It wouldn't fill them up. They could all have a little, maybe. But it still wouldn't fill them up. And so, so, so what, what, what's taking place that said, Lord, even if I did have $10,000 worth, I could not. It wouldn't be enough. It's impossible, Lord. And I'm telling you, in these men's eyes, there was absolutely no way. And so it didn't matter that they had uh, already seen Jesus turn water into wine. And it didn't matter that they had already seen Him heal lepers or cast out legions uh, or calm the storm or heal people with uh, incurable diseases or or raise the dead. It did not matter that they had already seen that. It didn't matter that he had proven himself time and time again. That's my point here. I'm talking to y'all. It didn't matter that they had, he had already proved himself faithful time and time again to them. It did not matter about any of those things. And that all that mattered at that moment was the obstacle that was before their eyes. That's all that mattered. That's all that matter. They looked at the need and they said, uh, we can't and I don't even know if he can. Let's be real about it. And I'm not adding to or taking away from the Bible. All I'm saying is that that's what they are saying. Uh, that's, that's little to no faith there. But on a real stance, let's, let's not be too hard on these guys. Because we are as bad or worse. I am. I, I can stand for myself. I'm as bad as worse as they are. You know, let me ask, has God ever failed us? I mean, really, has God ever failed us? Have, have we ever had a genuine need that the Lord didn't meet? Have we ever seen Him fail to keep the promise that He made? No. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And, I, and the fact is, you never will. Didn't he, didn't he save your soul and change your life? Amen. We've got to be excited about that. I mean, He changed my life. He saved my soul. Uh, and didn't He forgive your sins? And He re- replaced the tornado that was on the inside of you uh, with His peace and just because you cried out to Him in faith? Amen. 
if he asked. Now, let me ask you a question. Is there anything impossible with God? Oh. No, there sure isn't. In reality, it doesn't take great faith to get big answers from the hand of the Lord. You know, Matthew chapter number 17, verse 20, And Jesus saith unto them, I, Because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, If you take a grain of mustard seed, right? And you say unto this mountain, Move, and it shall be moved from there. I mean, it's as simple as that. I paraphrase that a lot. I'm just telling you the truth is that the, the father of the, 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 the demonic possessed child there in Mark, Mark chapter number 9, a few pages over, uh, Jesus said to him, if thou canst believe, he said on, on a little bit farther, I'm skipping on verse 24, he says right there, he says, Lord, I believe. Help thou mine unbelief. All I'm saying, friend, is that, that there's so many different things and Jesus answered and said to them, I, I could do the same thing. You could do the same thing with this fig tree, Matthew chapter number 21. I mean, I'm just thinking of different things. But also, if you say into that mountain, be thou removed, we'll be removed. Isn't that amazing? Now, do you believe that the Lord lies? I don't know. There's a few things He can't do. He, and, and he can't lie. He can't lose either. Amen. Oh, I'm telling you is that there's so many things. Uh, he said anything uh, and what and all things whatsoever you ask in prayer, believing. Well, you shall receive. That's what Jesus said. I'm tell, I tell you, but God will honor little faith. And I'm a man who likes to preach on little things because I'm a little man. Lord in heaven above, why'd you pick me to love? Why you love me, I just can't understand. As small as I am, right? I pray you feel small too. And I, I shouldn't even be standing up here. But I tell you, he will do nothing with unbelief though. James chapter 1, verse number 6, the Bible says, But let him ask in faith. Let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like a, like a, sea, like a wave tossed about in the sea. Toss to fro. Right, I mean, that's what it tells us. For let not that man think he shall receive anything. That's what he says, friend. Anything of the Lord. For a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. I'm just telling you the Bible this morning. Uh, that's, that's all I'm doing is that when we act like the disciples and we keep our eyes uh, on the situation instead of the Savior, we're going to be in a problem. I mean, we're going to be in a big problem uh, is that we can expect nothing but failure when we look on those things. Uh, but when you are looking at Him, uh, big things will be done. Amen. Big things. Just ask Peter. Just ask Peter. Jesus was, said, come on, uh, come on out on the water, friend. But he jumped out on the water with full faith. He was looking right towards Jesus. But when he took his eyes off, in the Lord's grace, he gave him enough time to say something when he hit the water. I don't know how in the world, because when I, when I jump, or when, if I try to stand on top of the water, you know how fast I'm going to be in the water? Like that. He gave him enough time to say, Lord, save me. I'm sure it was like, Lord, save me. I'm really fast, but. I mean, he said it enough time, and the Lord, he, he was back up. Hey, all I'm telling you, you keep your eyes on the Savior. I promise you, I promise you, your situation will be a lot smaller. I promise you. I'm just telling you the truth. It doesn't make situations. It doesn't mean situations aren't going to come. It doesn't mean any of those things. But I'm telling you is that in our text very clearly we see that there was men who had a lack of faith. 
And your lack of faith will cause lack of growth. It will cause a lot of lack of stuff. I'm telling you the truth this morning. Lord will take care of your little fears, your little faith. He'll take care of your little food. Now, I'm, I'm done here. Take care of your, your little food. Now, now this is, I, I, I want to get to this because it's a big point. And he commanded them to make all sit down by companies upon the green grass. They sat down in ranks by hundreds and fifties, and when he had taken the five loaves and two fish, he looked up to heaven and blessed and break the loaves, gave them to his disciples to set before them, and two fishes divided he among them all. I just noticed something while I was reading that. There was two things in there, two words in there that was said as a continual sense. Break and gave. It means to continue to do so, by the way. It was just continued to do so. Now you tell me how in the world that that, that five loaves have to have to break out sometime, right? Have to run out? No, 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 no. And, and so, so check the context. Uh, um, also, let me just add: I don't believe in the prosperity gospel. Okay, I, I, I just want to add that. But I do believe uh, if you pro- believe and preach the gospel, you'll prosper. And so, so I, I, that's that's just me. But I tell you, here they are after they their display of uh, of, of, of faithlessness, and after all of that, Jesus asked them, "How many loaves have ye? Go and see." How many loaves have you? Go, go and look for how many loaves you have. And we know from John's account that all the food that was available in this vast crowd was a small lunch of a small lad. That's all it was. And so all he had was five loaves and two fishes. You say, well, preacher, what are five loaves? I don't. I couldn't tell you exactly, but it's, I mean, it's not a loaf of bread like we think about it, I would assume. It's just to feed a little boy, right? Now, that's all assumption. I'm not going to go no farther because I'm, I'm going to preach what the Bible says. It's five loaves and two fish. That's all I know. Okay? That's, is, that, is that sufficient enough? But you tell me if five loaves and two fishes. You say, let's just say this. Let's say you caught two 10-pound bass out of that river right there and you had five loaves of bread, would that feed 5,000 people? All right, then. So let's just go ahead and with that. Let's just think about that. I mean, let's say you caught a 100-pound tuna. Would that feed 5,000 people? I don't, I don't think it would. I don't think it would. All I'm saying is it doesn't matter the size of this. All that matters is there's a lot of people out there, and there is no way that it can take place without the Lord. And so... so I, I would just assume, though, it was small. Boys, small boy. It was, his, it, was his, it was what he had. Maybe biscuit size, I don't know. Maybe, 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 maybe go on a little farther and think, maybe, maybe the fish were just sardines. Don't know. I, I just do not know, but in John chapter 6, verse 9, Andrew expresses even more doubt when he says, What are these among so many? What are these among so many? And these fellows have looked at the crowd uh, and they looked at the provisions uh, and they looked at and they decided there just isn't enough to go around. I mean, there just is not enough. And, and guess what? From a human perspective, they're right. Watch the text, though. Jesus doesn't say, Oh my, what in the world are we going to do? Never come out of his mouth. 
that never come out of the Lord's mouth, but rather in verse number 39, and this is more surrounding on faith and, and what and the Lord's provisions, by the way. That's why I'm preaching. Bringing your little to Him, the Lord, right? And so, so we think about this. Uh, he commands the people to sit down in companies here in verse number 39. Uh, sit down in companies. This means in rows. Uh, and just a, just a by the way for you, just a side note, just for just a second. Jesus does like things in order. Amen. And so anyways, uh, he, he goes and he, and he sets these people down in rows. And, and, the, and they, the, by the way, and then, then Jesus, he goes and he takes the little five fish uh, and the two, the, or four, five loaves and two fish. Excuse me, uh, I'm getting a little ahead of myself here. But he lifts his face toward heaven and he blesses it. Blesses the food. Now, I'm, not going, I'm not saying that if you go to the Mexican restaurant after we eat or that you pray over that food, it's going to grow. It's not going to happen. All I'm saying is that what Jesus did here uh, is giving the Heavenly Father some recognition. It goes to Him. I'm, I, I'm, I, whatever's about to take place, Lord, uh, and whatever's about to take place, Lord, is going to have to come from You. And that's he, he goes and he blesses the food. Uh, and by the way, Jesus is not upset that the provisions are small uh, or meager. He's not uh, bothered by the small amount of food. Uh, he, he took what was given to him and he began to break it. That's what took place. And so the word break, like I mentioned, as I just noticed, the word break, the word gave in verse 41, are important. They indicate that he kept on breaking. I just noticed that. It's amazing. He kept on breaking. And he kept on giving. Now they're, they're, isn't that amazing? I mean, isn't that amazing? He took uh, that small amount of food and fed 5,000 men, and by the way, plus women and children. That's what Matthew's account has to say about it. Plus women and children. Well... Let's do the math. I don't know. There's more than 20,000 people there. I would say a rough estimate, more than 20,000 people. I would say a rough estimate, 20. Let's just say 20. Say 15. All I'm saying is that if they had two kids, there's a lot of people there. Right? A family of four, if all of them's family of four, I'd say 5,000 times more. That's 20,000. That's two kids. All I'm saying is that that's a lot of people. And, and so here they are, and you, Jesus never ran out of food. Never. He kept the breaking and giving until every person in the crowd had enough food to feed them. Enough food. All the food that they desired to have, uh, he had that food. And when the disciples took uh, of the leftovers, there were 12 baskets full. It's amazing to me. It's absolutely amazing to me. One, how many disciples were there? Twelve. That's for one, one for every doubting disciple. I don't know if that's why he did that, but maybe it is. Here's, here's one for each of you to, to prove that I got it. I know what I was doing. I knew what I was doing all along. I, I mean, all I'm saying is that here they are, and that, that mother who packed that little lunch, maybe I, I, you got to get in my mind, that mother who packed that little lunch that they had no idea it would be able to feed 20,000, 25,000 people. 
I mean, she had no idea, but, but when we, the point is, is that when we give what we have to Him, He will amaze us with what He can bring out of it. Amen. He will be, we'll be amazed by that. The fact is, when you find that all you have is God, you'll find out then all you need is God. That's all you do need is Him. And so if you can ever learn to bring your little to Jesus, Whatever it is, your little self, your little sacrifices, whatever it is, bring it to Him. I'm not saying, I'm not saying to just give a meager if you can give a lot either, by the way. Because I bet you if that little lad had a big lunch, he'd have probably gave it. I mean, all I'm saying is that he can use what you have in a great way to bring glory to him and bring your little faith to him and watch him move your mountains, bring your little praise, bring everything you have to the Lord. He specializes in using small things. Small things. Look at me, I'm up here. I'm not saying I'm small in stature or size or anything, because I'm not. But I'm saying that I am a nobody. Really, I mean that. I'm a nobody. But man, there's a bunch of people that would love to stand where I stand. And I'm honored. Really, I mean that. I, I'm honored. He specializes in using those to amaze, to, to do that and to reveal His glory. And He's the God of little things. He's used so many little things in the Bible. I mean, just think back. He used a, he used a small rod, right? Small dead stick, right? To split forth the whole Red Sea. How in the world? Say, how in the world did he do that? When we think about it, a small stick to split forth the whole. See, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. Let, let's think a little. He, he used a little boy named David, right? He used a little boy named David to take a little stone and sling it and kill a big old giant. Right? All I'm saying is that he uses little things. He used a little piece of a piece of bread called manna to feed his people for forty years. Ungrateful people. All the way down, all they did is murmur. God, but the angels in heaven were like, "My goodness, Lord, you don't hear them down there. They holler at you all the time. They fuss at you all the time, Lord." I we should have stayed back in Egypt. We could have had three meals a day. <laughs> Jokers, that's the same way we are. But he still provides in his mercy. He still does it in just, just the little things. Just the little things. Uh, he used a little piece of leather, a leather mantle, to, to, to split the River Jordan, right? For Elijah and Elisha. All I'm saying is that there's so many things. He used a little widow with a little meal and a little oil to take care of the man of God. Just a little bit. All I'm saying, friend, he used, he used a little girl named Mary to bring a little baby into the world, right? We're talking about little things. 
To bring a little baby into the world who grew up and to die on a little cross on the little hill called Calvary, right? All I'm saying is that I'm not limited in what, what took place. I promise that's not what I'm doing this morning. But all I'm saying in the size of what he comes to and who he is, I mean, he does hold the whole world in his hands and he holds you too. And so, so all I'm telling you is that in his death, he would provide salvation and for all men to be able to come into him. All because he loves little things. Man, I tell you, friend, what can he really do? I'm a mission-minded man. I love missions. But what can God do with the ability that you have? You say, I don't have the ability. Well, you tell me what he could do with your little ability then. You say, well, I know how to cut grass. Well, I'm Boom. Little ability that can be used for the glory of God. I mean, I'm just saying there's so many little little, little things. Let's just make one thing clear, though. That Jesus could have fed the, the multitude with nothing. He works with nothing, too. You know that. But, but he, could, he could have. He could have made bread. I believe he could. Anybody else? I believe he could have made fish float down from the clouds if he wanted to. I believe he could. Uh, I'm just saying, uh, but but he chose to use what was given to him. There's a big point there. God does not have to use Aaron Patton down at Stillwater's home, but he chose to. He 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 chose to to, and he chose to too. By the way, he chose to go. He could have said no. I'm, I'm free meal type, free will type of guy. But 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 the thing is, is that God chose to call him down there. God chose here to use what was given to him in order to bring glory to himself. It's amazing to me. Your little talents, your little gifts, your just a little you, just a little you. If you'll bring them. To him, he can use them. I promise you that. You know what we need in this world today? We need more preachers. Amen. We need more preachers. We need more missionaries. We need more servants. We need more ladies. That would be the lady God wants us to be. He wants y'all to be. Excuse me. I mean, we need that in this day. America needs to get back to God, but America's not going to get back to God. Unless the gospel preach faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. How can they know? How can they hear without a preacher? Right? I'm saying we need preachers, man. We need preachers bad. Last week I preached on sling your errors. Last week I are you are you holding back your errors? And I mean, are you really shooting them all? Are you really shooting them all? And this week. If you're where you need to be with the Lord, somebody's coming to play. If you were are if you are where you need to be with the Lord, you're going to think of yourself about this big. It's just humbleness, right? It's just humbleness. It's just simple humbleness. I think of myself as an absolute nobody, really. I mean, I'm thankful that the Lord uses me, but I ought not be used. I don't deserve to be used. I deserve to be in hell. But I tell you the truth this this morning is that <laughs> maybe you're lost. Maybe you need to be saved. Maybe, maybe he'll save you. He's, he's a God of salvation. He loves little people. 
I mean that. Now you think of the big God that we started out with and we look up and we think how big he is. You are little. So am I. What can he do with you? We need preachers, men. We need preachers. We need missionaries. We need workers. We need servants. There needs to be somebody in this fight. Is everybody else quitting? We need to stand up. We stand to your feet, please. I don't know if you need to need to come to the altar. Altar always open here. Just trying to get the will of the Lord for your life. Maybe maybe you do think of yourself as a little. Maybe you just want to ask the Lord to use what little you have. They're open. Lord in heaven, we love you. I ask you, God, to help these people. Or totally different style, totally different type of message. God, I know this is what you wanted this morning. Pray, God, you'd help each person. Help us, Lord. We need your help in Jesus' name. Amen.